What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Hello, my confidence queens. I cannot wait to get into this episode with you. But before we do, I wanted to come on and first of all, say thank you for being a part of this community. You guys have seen this community for the podcast and also my personal Instagram community really grow and thrive over this last year. And I really want to say thank you for that. Speaking of community, if you guys are wanting to build your community online, I highly suggest it. And I am running a masterclass on Thursday. So if you guys are listening to this on the day it comes out or before December 1st, 6 p.m., I am running a masterclass called Creating Community with Confidence. It is all about this exact subject. This is something that I really tapped into this year, especially after the podcast. And it's something I'm really passionate about and I cannot wait to share with you guys. This masterclass can be for anyone that is wanting to build their community online, whether you're a coach now and you want to integrate more community into your business, or if you're not a coach yet and you don't even know what you want to sell online, you just know you want to build up a community around you or around yourself online or around your brand, this masterclass is for you. So it's December 1st, 6 p.m. PST. The link's going to be below. It is $44 to join. Highly, highly worth the investment. And it's also going to get you first access and $44, the price of the masterclass off of the four-week course that I am launching at the beginning of this year called Community Queens. I cannot wait to teach that course. We're going to go a lot more in depth on how to build up your community, who you want in your community, what does it look like, where can I find those people, and tips for building that up. I cannot wait. So if you guys are interested in the masterclass, it'll be linked down below. I cannot wait to see you guys in there. And if you want further information about any masterclass that I'm hosting, Batty Girls Club, any type of products or services from me, you can click the link down below as well to join my email list, which will also always give you first dibs on my courses. I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Stephanie and I cannot wait for you to listen. (laughs) All right. Welcome back to Confident As Fuck. We are here with my friend and my family, Stephanie Lechuga licensed clinical social worker. That's right. Yes. Okay. I got it right on the first try. (laughs) So we are here with Stephanie Lechuga. This is Renee's cousin. So this would be Renee's first cousin. Yeah. First cousin. Yeah. So they are, how many years are you guys apart? I think like a year and a half. Okay. So they're very close. I always say this and I've said this ever since I realized this at your wedding that Renee and her are really like the same person. (laughs) So they're very similar in a lot of aspects. So, um, I love Stephanie so much. And so we're having her on today. We're going to talk about, obviously, her work, but we're also going to talk a lot about postpartum. We're going to talk about fitness. We're going to talk about mental health. We're going to hit all the subjects. So I hope you guys are ready. Everybody, welcome. Stephanie. Hey. Welcome. And the crowd goes wild. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, really kidding. But pleasure to be here, Alicia. I have a lot of love for you, too. So it's really nice to sit down and hang out and talk to you. Um, so you guys know, just before coming on here, I just, we were already fired up. Yes. So we're fired up, um, just to get 
to some of this info. Yes. So we, we were talking through like voice message mm-hmm. this week about yeah. kind of like mapping out the convo a little bit. And we were like getting a little fired up on the voice message. We were like, we okay, were. we got to stop talking <laughs> about it. We got to like, okay, let's table this. Yeah. But it sounds like we're going in the right direction. Yes. I'm really excited to get into all things. You guys know I really love talking mental health in all aspects. And so today we're going to talk about it in a lot of different aspects, but um, the first one being postpartum and baby, pregnancy, yeah. all yeah. the things. So before we do that, before we get into like the juicy stuff, let's talk. Um, do you have a weekly fave? Something that you've been like loving this week? It could be a product. It could be an activity, something, anything. Okay. Weekly fave this week has just been having a lot of downtime. Yeah. A downtime with my family, with my baby girl. So I have a toddler. She's a year and a half, but I swear I feel like she's like 10 or something because <laughs> she is running and Miss Independent, doesn't want to be held, doesn't want me to even hold her hand. So um, yeah, it's been nice just like hanging out with her, you know, and uh, just being home and yeah, having that downtime. It's been that. a busy few weeks. Yeah, I feel that. I think that ties into my fave, which has been scary movies. Mm-hmm. I've been loving scary movies. I did not like scary movies for my whole entire life. And Renee loves scary movies. I do not. You don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Renee loves scary movies. And so it was always like a big thing where he was like, oh, I don't like that. You don't like to watch scary movies with me. And so when I, I was telling someone this last night, but when I went through a lot of like my healing and like a lot of working through my traumas and all this stuff, I realized how powerful my own mind really was mm-hmm. and that I didn't have to be like the things I was afraid of weren't. Not that they weren't real, but that I didn't have to be afraid of them or give them power. This is a really deep thing to say about a scary movie. But I was like, okay, I can conquer this fear. Like this Mm. fear of being afraid of something, Mm. a story on TV. Yeah. I don't have to be afraid of that. Yeah. I don't have to be afraid of that. So um, I found this new love for scary movies. Renee and I started watching all the Annabelle movies. And then last weekend, having downtime, Mm -hmm. we watched – insidious we watch all the insidious movies so that's been my favorite is like those just watching scary yeah. movies being at home that's yeah my no favorite. i i'm gonna pass on the scary <laughs> movies nothing more than i just i mean i just don't don't like connect with it i think there's very some of them are super cheesy true and some people love that right like the, i but I'll watch, you know, those Hallmark movies, which are extremely cheesy. <laughs> we were talking about that before. Yeah. So, about, like, did you guys know a Lindsay Lohan movie is out? Yeah. So I didn't know that. It's two um, people mentioned it to me yeah. in two days. I fell asleep. You did? Yeah. Someone else said that yeah, last I night. They said they fell asleep. I'm rooting for her. I wanted yeah, to come back. For sure. But, um, yeah, no, it was very cheesy, but I think it kind of exceeded the level of cheesy for me. It was just like way too cheesy. Way too cheesy. Um, so yeah sorry to burst your bubble if anybody wants to watch it yeah I mean, spoiler yeah, alert yeah total <laughs> spoiler alert um okay let's move into our little confidence corner so do you have something that you did this week or just even recently that made you feel confident um I mean I don't know if you want to talk about my competition yeah we can circle back to that yeah we can circle back um, to it. but I feel that like that was really new um so I competed in the MPC bikini competition. So I think coming down from all that really made me feel confident in reflecting. So I did take some time to reflect on, you know, going through 
the process of mm-hmm. competing, getting on stage and preparing physically and mentally. Um, so I think that really supported my confidence just to give myself that credit because I feel sometimes we do things and we don't even take mm. the time to reflect and, you know, it sounds cheesy, but give that, give yourself that pat on the back. Yeah. Like sometimes we might want to hear it from other people or seeking the validation elsewhere, but something different that I feel has been really awesome is being able to praise myself. Like, yeah, I own that. Like yeah. I did that. Yeah. So this week was really just not in a cocky way. So don't take it out of context, right? <laughs> like I know y'all, they're just meeting me, but I, not in a cocky way at all. Just like, yeah, like I did that and I worked really hard and it was, it took a lot of work and X, Y, and Z and just being still with that. Yeah. And I think that really supported my confidence and yeah, like it's a big deal. It is. It is a big deal. And I love how you said like, you know, we don't take time sometimes to recognize those things that we do or those things that we've accomplished and give ourselves that pat on the back. I think, um, I don't remember who said this, but I heard this a while ago that, um, some, like our brains are so powerful that sometimes we, we keep going, right. And we Mm -hmm. never take those times to reflect Mm -hmm. being busy and just moving along with our life that we almost like Um, our brains can kind of almost like trick us into thinking that we've always been Mm -hmm. good at whatever it is. Yeah. Like Like, glaze over it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've always done that. Like, oh no, I, I, of course that's something I do. And especially when things happen slowly over time and then we don't, we don't realize like our growth Mm -hmm. and even like these big things that we do that we're like, holy shit, like actually fucking did that. So yeah, I love like being still. Mm -hmm. What did that look like for you? Like that stillness? Was it just like reflection, journaling? I love journaling, but I didn't do it this time. I just literally went through my pictures um, and I hadn't really saw them. Like I saw them, right? Because people, you know, and also Alicia and Renee were there. So thank you guys for showing up. That was awesome. Really cool to see. Really awesome to just have them as moral support and, you know, walk away like from this big event and having people that really love and care care for you and people that are in the stands and not in the stands but showing up for you that that's huge so yeah thank you guys of course um but really just looking at those photos like again i was saying i was reposting them and you know people were congratulating me um but i hadn't really looked at the pictures um and so i want to say midweek i don't know if it was wednesday or thursday just looking at my photos and saying oh my gosh i had a huge transformation mm-hmm. Um, so it actually had to be Tuesday because it was like transformational Tuesday, which I was going to do like a post, but then I just let that go. And I was like, wow, no, this is awesome. Like I set out several months back that I was going to compete and, and the moment has came and went and Mm -hmm. what that meant for me and what that meant for my family and just having the support of my husband. So shout out to my husband <laughs> um, and just being there for my baby girl too in this process and including her in it. And for all the mommies that are out there, you know how hard it is like juggling a career and a, or a business and family and the home and being able to just acknowledge that of myself, right? And again, my daughter is a year and a half, but I'm telling you, I feel like she's like <laughs> a, like 10. Um, so I just talked to her, you know, since I started this journey of competing, I let her know like, hey, mommy is going to compete. And that means that we're not going to be, you know, hanging out as much. Of course, I'm here, but mommy's going to spend some extra hours at the gym or, you know, 
I have to stay back or meal prep or X, Y, and Z. And, you know, I really included her in the process. And so, yeah, when I got there Friday, you know, she was there with us and we checked in and we went down and I got my number and all that jazz. And I let her know like, hey, we're here. Like mommy's show is tomorrow and she's going to be on that stage and all her hard work. It's, you know, kind of coming to flourishing tomorrow and you know I just felt like a huge connection and I don't know call me crazy or call me intuitive <laughs> um she just kind of got it and she was pumped and she was like happy and cheery and I just reminded her that hey like we're gonna get a hang out and just want to acknowledge you for being patient with mommy and understanding and being a trooper and you know just reflecting on all of that you know so back to your question it's just being able to like wow we made that happen and it wasn't just me but it, it was a team effort from my husband you know to my family and you know my team um so yeah that's awesome yeah um I kind of wanted to tap into because we're talking about this that you brought her with you and you know she was at the hotel with you guys so if you guys aren't familiar with like a competition um, it's on Saturday, but obviously you have to do like a check-in on Friday. You have like a tan. It's like a whole process on Friday yeah. leading up into the Saturday day. And you didn't go on until really late at night yeah. even, yeah. but you go on earlier in the day. So it's like mm-hmm. a whole two-day mm-hmm. event. Um, and I thought it was really cool that you guys did bring her because, and this is what I want to touch on is like, because you guys, I know you guys use utilize a nanny. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Um, And I think it's something that Renee and I always talk about when we're like ready to have kids Mm -hmm. that something we really want to do is bring our kids everywhere with us, um, but not in a way of like, like from the right intention of like Mm -hmm. including her, Mm -hmm. bringing her with you, showing her the process. Um, So what was your decision like in that, in not utilizing the nanny or bringing the nanny with you or not? Um, what did that look like for you guys? Yeah. Well, yeah, we definitely have our nanny lives with us or we have a stay at home nanny and, you know, we've been really blessed to have her in our lives and she's amazing with Abby and she's become like our family. And I thought this event was a little different just cause it's really intimate. Mm-hmm. Um, could we have gotten her, our nanny a room? Yeah, probably. And we could have figured it out. Um, but I also wanted to be with her, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to like, you know, I don't know, in, in my story, there's like the finals, there's a, a, a break between the prejudging and then the judging. Um, and I just wanted to go upstairs and literally like I cuddled with her. We were reading and playing mm-hmm. and um, just I was in the moment, you know, so just also talking to Xavier, my husband and like, I know that he had it, you know, yeah. of course, it's I'm telling you, she doesn't walk. She runs everywhere. She does. <laughs> She's so active. And, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. But thankfully, you know, I think it it had a lot to do with just communicating. Right. It's a big day for me. Huge responsibility for him just looking after her and, you know, but communication. Right. Just communicating like, you know, like I have to do this at this time, you know, like Friday we have to check in and I had to get my first tan and like my first coat um, and just communicating with him. And, you know, thankfully, like we also communicate with her, you know, and yes, there's moments where we're like losing our stuff, Mm -hmm. like, oh, my gosh, I have to be here. And, you know, she's running everywhere and grabbing everything. And we just have to get kind of quiet and be like, okay, this is happening and it's all right. Like, how are you feeling about it? And just 
again communicating and being authentic and real and saying like yeah like i'm really like overwhelmed right now Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah i get it like you and me both like i have a show and like a few hours and you know she's wants to get into everything and she is and it's okay um but then just supporting each other you know and and reminding each other that like we're here as a family and we're gonna get through it um and his biggest fear was potentially missing Mm, you know mm -hmm. me going on stage because she was gonna be running and or fussy you know she just wants to have fun and explore and rightfully so she's a year and a half (laughs) you know and i told him i was like okay like hopefully when i go on she'll take her nap and you'll be able to watch and enjoy the show um and i know i'm like going off a little bit but you know it was kind of like okay like and she did she did she took a nap and you know he's able to enjoy the show but again it's like really just communicating with each other like yeah and saying like hey like what's important to you like because could have we decided like oh you know let's leave her with you know maybe you know this might not be for her yeah we could have chose that but it just felt right you know to really you know take her in with us and and let her know like hey this is what we're talking about you know and let her see and maybe she'll understand maybe she won't but in my heart you know it's just like that bond that we created and we can look back on when she is older and and like yeah you were there yeah you know and so I think that's very special too is like the whole thing in general is like trusting your partner right like he's got it that's Mm -hmm. a big thing for me that's very hard to let go of is like trusting somebody else to do something you know and and not the way Mm -hmm. that you do it Mm -hmm. but allowing your partner to handle it yeah trust it and then also bringing her into it and I think that's the way that kids learn right Mm -hmm. and learn to be around like you know um I'm thinking about like kids when a lot of people don't want their kids like when they're napping or something like that for loud noises or stuff like that but it's not realistic yeah, right you know it's so not it's not really it not that it's not realistic but um to have her there but it's a way that she learns to right. be in situations right. as so um and so like you said i think the other thing i thought about when you were saying that was like life always has a way of just working out mm-hmm. of working out exactly mm-hmm. how it's supposed to and so just like you said yeah. she just took her nap and it was fine and she did yeah and it was perfect so yeah. just trusting in that i think as well that yeah. it's gonna work out mm-hmm. everything's gonna be fine yeah. renee keeps me really grounded in that a yeah. lot because i'm like always thinking of like the worst case scenario but mm-hmm. you know everything works out at the yeah. end of the day like just yeah. like today was gonna take the dogs to somebody else's house mm-hmm. and do all this rigmarole mm-hmm. as my dad would say but like everything ended yeah. up working out yeah just perfectly right with no you know, like no excess planning. Yeah. And, and I think that's life. It is. You know, sorry for interrupting you, but I think okay. it's life, you know, like whether it's the show, whether it's even just like your baby being sick or, you mm-hmm. know, figuring it out or like you have a flat tire, you know, I also believe, I'm not a true believer that things happen for a reason and you can either get upset because this person cut you off in traffic or whatever or just be like, whatever, they're probably having a bad day and like rationalizing, mm-hmm. but I think it's just the way you look at things. Right. You know, and just like being optimistic and I'm not not like living in a fantasy, but is it possible? Yeah. Yeah. Will it happen? I don't know. But I'd rather that than like this whole thing fall apart and we're like a mess. Right. right. But again, it's also being so real with your partner, significant mm-hmm. other and just letting them know like, yeah, this is a lot. And it's just kind of like listening and saying like, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Right. But the rela- the reality is that we're here. Yeah. So now are we going to pivot? Are we right. going to like have a 
full-on argument are like, we gonna like work through it? storm off like and all of that is available mm-hmm. you know but again it's like just getting so real and in the trenches in the mess of it all and then saying like okay like we worked this hard to get this far and it's not just gonna fall apart just because it's gonna fall apart mm-hmm. yeah so it's just like figuring out what works for you yeah and and getting intentional and saying like okay like I do need to just chill. I need a break. You need a break, or you know. But again, communicating it in a in a caring way too. Like you're not gonna have solutions if you're just like blabbering mm. and insulting or whatever. Yeah, that's gonna happen. But at the end of the day, like a lot of people don't operate from that place of finding a, a solution by being attacked or you know things right. going over like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to just give my little confidence piece. This isn't, this was last week, um, but it relates to her competition. So I wanted to put this in here because I want you guys, you guys know, um, I really, uh, went through a lot as far as like my body image. I've shared that a lot on this podcast, talking about body image, weight, dieting, all these things. Um, so I was telling Steph before we started that I think if I would have went to your competition, so let me back up. So competing for me, especially when I was in, um, like super into fitness, when I first started my fitness journey, that was always a huge goal of mine. Mm -hmm. So it was huge for me. And Mm -hmm. I was always like looking for that, but I was, after we left dinner with you guys, I was Mm -hmm. telling Renee this story about how I think, I always wanted to compete for a really specific reason. And that specific Mm. reason was like validation. Mm. And so I always wanted to compete because that would mean that I'm like fitness, Mm. right? Or I'm fitnessy enough or like you made it. I made it. Yeah. Or like people would now look up to me Mm -hmm. online or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, And so when I went through my whole journey regarding my body, my confidence and all these things, um, I went through a time where I was like, I would never do that. Mm -hmm. I would never do that. I thought it was like almost like negative to me. I can't believe I ever thought about that. All these things. Yeah. And then I came kind of full circle to like just like a neutrality. And I talk about this a lot when I talk to my clients about body neutrality versus body positivity or Mm -hmm. negativity Mm -hmm. and just acceptance. And that if you want to change your body, that's accepted as well. Yeah. And if you don't, that's also accepted. Like, what can we, like, we can Mm -hmm. find neutrality in this. And so I was telling her that it made me feel really great and really confident to go to her competition and not feel any type of negativity or any type of, like, shame on my own Mm -hmm. self and really that I could take my own feelings out of the situation and just be there for her and be excited for her. Mm -hmm. And so that made me feel like I was telling her uh, before we started, like, leaving Um, the competition and then we went to dinner and everything I felt so good like Mm -hmm. just in general in life I felt like amazing I just felt like on this high of like wow I have came Mm -hmm. so far in my own journey and then like being around you guys and just the vibe I was like I feel like so good and that I've came so far so that made me feel actually really confident in my own self so that's my confidence piece for the week and um that's yeah. huge it's I mean, huge if we had a crown here we'd be like clapping yeah. for alicia yeah yeah alicia. <laughs> i know sometimes yeah. it's so awkward on a podcast because you want to like round it out but there's nothing yeah, there's, there's nobody to be like yeah. <laughs> i know that's all i'm like yeah go alicia go <laughs> yeah um, no, okay that's huge thank you thank for you. sharing kind of shifting to what we talked about in our voice message is mm-hmm. um 
pregnancy, postpartum, yeah. and mental health. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking about in the voice message about how you were saying how postpartum, you actually should start that from when you're pregnant. Yeah. Before the baby even comes and start to kind of like mentally work through those feelings and yeah. all these things. So can you talk mm-hmm, to us about mm-hmm. kind of some stuff that you did or yeah, your views absolutely. on that? Yeah, absolutely. And firstly, I'm no expert. You know, I just kind of figured it out a little bit um, as I kind of <laughs> went went through it. Um, but sometimes when we hear postpartum, it's like, oh my gosh, postpartum, mm-hmm. like postpartum depression or postpartum this or postpartum that. And it can feel like a heavy subject 100% and I want to acknowledge that and I want to be empathetic to anybody that has gone through it or is going through it. However, it's very important to talk about it because here's the thing. What I loved about my pregnancy is, you know, all those apps that tell you how big your baby is and compare it to the size of a little fruit and then it's (laughs) like a watermelon and now you're like, you know, tracking the process, right? And limited information maybe and not to me it felt unavailable right about postpartum and what that looked like and it wasn't just postpartum like depression right i'm talking about postpartum care i'm talking about postpartum what to expect Mm -hmm. you know as one a new parent and two you know how that changes even your relationship with your with your if you're married or with your significant other with your family with yourself and that information I felt was not really talked about. Yes, your friends tell you, oh my gosh, I'd get ready and you're not going to sleep and this mm. and this and this, on and on and on. Um, so for me, that postpartum piece um, was really missed. And that was something that while I was in the trenches of postpartum, like figuring it out, right? I'm a new parent. Like I was so... <laughs> and completely transparent I was so scared of like bathing my daughter like this fragile little baby right in my mind like oh my gosh how do I bathe her what's like the correct way and this and that and I had my mom like come and hang out with us for like two weeks uh, after I gave birth because I needed her to show me like you know like one like how do I feed my baby correctly and how do I burp my baby correctly and it's just so new and you're healing and it's a lot even as I talk about it now it just feels overwhelming because it reminds me of a time where everything felt so gray like now thankfully I'm in a space where do I have it all figured out probably not but at least like I'm in a place where I feel better mentally physically and going back to postpartum it's again not knowing well well, you don't know right right so you can't really prepare for that but when you're pregnant you got like appointments like almost two times per week Mm -hmm. you're going in you're you're getting examined and once you have your baby it's like okay come see us in like four five six weeks and that's it you're done you're good figure it out and you're just like oh my gosh i always found that too like so scary yeah like what the like i always thought this was so weird this is kind of like talking about your piece of like everybody's you know like showing like fruits and all this stuff I always thought like you know you would see people um or at least I did see people online talking about like oh well you have to do this for the baby you have to do this and you know you need to be eating this because of that Mm -hmm. and whatever and Mm -hmm. all these different advice and I was thinking like how the fuck do people know this yeah like where do people where are people finding this it seems like when people get pregnant they just start to know things right and so I agree Mm -hmm. with you that like postpartum is really Mm -hmm. not 
talked about at all, yeah. really. Um, I think it, obviously with social media, it's probably getting right, a little bit more right. traction. But mm-hmm. were there like anything like books yeah. or apps or anything that you so read? Yeah, absolutely. So one of my friends, you know, she was very candid and I'm just so grateful. So Paola, if you're listening to this, like, <laughs> I love you because she shared so much about, you know, being in the trenches of postpartum, what that looked like and really not feeling that she had an ally, not even with the hospitals or like just information in general. And so I reached out to her and I was like, look, like I'm, I feel like I'm struggling. Like, I feel like I have like this huge missing piece, like what do I like where do I go from here type of thing and she recommended this amazing book it's called the fourth trimester and it is phenomenal it talks about how kind of like this I think I want to say if I'm not mistaken she's like a holistic practitioner um so I don't think she's a medical doctor but um very yeah natural organic Mm -hmm. type of approach and things like that And she talks about, you know, same thing, that notion that she didn't feel prepared postpartum, um, like the healing process, and she had, you know, a C-section, so it's a lengthier process. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so it's called the fourth trimester, and it talks about how we do have three trimesters in pregnancy, and they neglect the fourth trimester, which is caring for your body and your baby postpartum. And it's just phenomenal. It really, you know, my biggest takeaway from that book was figuring out this kind of like new role of being a mother and kind of also grieving this old self right and yeah we give that up right but we don't I mean at least I don't want to generalize but I felt like I didn't really get that you know I was like yeah that's right like there's like this completely different role like where do I go from here I'm not my like my old self in the sense that I can't just pick up and go and yeah you grieve that Am I happy? Was I extremely blessed and 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 excited to have a baby at home? One hundred percent. I love my baby girl. Bye. But there was that part, like, but who am I? And like, mm. where do I go from here? So that book really shed light on grieving your old self. But then this beautiful, like, new person that you've given a birth to. Not only just a baby, but you've birthed a mom. Like, I'm a mom now. Like wow that's true like I'm a mom and what does that mean Mm. and you know now that I have this baby and how do I care for this baby but how can I be the best mom if I'm not taking care of myself right right? mentally physically and that was just like a whoa like a huge eye-opener for me and like okay like let me get some education let me get some support and yeah and even just going back to communication right I had to talk to Xavier like you know there's so much going on physically mentally so many changes like I don't feel like myself very emotional and you know now that I'm a mama bear like I get it Mm -hmm. but nobody really prepares you and tells you like oh yeah so that's gonna cut you're gonna go through those changes and it's completely normal so yeah that fourth that book the fourth trimester was so good and it, it really helped me feel supported and like okay I'm not alone and because nobody talks about it I felt alone yeah um but yeah it's very like stigmatized I think as well like um postpartum and I've had um a few women on the podcast who have mentioned like that they have suffered with postpartum Mm -hmm. depression Mm -hmm. but they almost it's funny because the way that we phrase it is almost like an inflection of like shame right we shouldn't feel that way yeah right like you should be so happy because you have a child right but I agree with you it's like grieving an old self Mm -hmm. um and then like 
realizing who am I as a mom. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I'll have the book linked down below for you guys as well. Um, so you guys can purchase or mm-hmm. look at it. Um, but I think it's very, like we said, stigmatized mm-hmm. it as this negative thing. Yeah. And so that's probably a reason that it's not talked about right. as often. Um, but I think it's good to talk about it and good to like shed light on like, hey, these yeah. things are happening they're and gonna it's happen normal. it's normal yeah it's so normal <laughs> like, super normal yeah every woman I've talked to talks about that yeah and it's yeah the ups and the downs and and this is what I feel like and I could be mistaken but postpartum can also mean like just postpartum of, of it all right not just depression like oh my gosh mm-hmm. and right and here's another thing like when people hear postpartum depression oh my gosh you don't want your baby oh right. my gosh yes your your baby's in danger and and it's the spectrum of postpartum is so large that I feel people quickly just go to that for oh, sure. postpartum and she's depressed and she's, you know, maybe she doesn't want her baby and now she's going to hurt her baby. Like, sure she's going to hurt herself. Watch her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I think that that's another misconception that does that happen? Yes. Let's shed light and let's be honest and real. That does happen. Unfortunately, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can't, talk about it and share my that's you know thankfully I haven't had that but you hear of it you know and again people don't want to talk about it because you know with right. with good reason I get that but postpartum again is bigger than that right you know not to say that that's not a big deal huge deal but I feel that when women are going through postpartum it's like oh no like they they think like I'm a danger to myself and I'm a danger to my child right but I think that, so we like I think that somehow away. like we need to, you know, shed some light on, on what that means for so many women and, and what that those levels look like. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it could just be postpartum like you have a baby and you just that's it. You yeah. know, like you're struggling with what next and how do you figure it out? So, yeah. Well, I think this all goes back to like mental health before we have mm-hmm. baby. Oh, my gosh. Before we yes. get pregnant. And like, I know you're really passionate about that because of your work. Mm -hmm. So um, like mental health in just ourselves. Yeah. And I think a lot of times I was thinking about when you were saying um, postpartum and um, that obviously tragic things, of course, happen. And um, you see that a lot um, on like older movies and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And it's so like it's tragic to think about. But if you really step out of it for a second and you Mm -hmm. think like, because of course, everyone when that's happening in a movie or you hear about it you're like how the fuck could that happen Mm -hmm. right you're Mm -hmm. like I could never or that's so ridiculous or so insane right we can't even conceptualize it but if you can step out right and we can think like what are what's the mom going through before Mm -hmm. the babies came Mm -hmm. right what happened before what um mental uh struggles were they going through beforehand yeah yeah and and here's the thing like you you don't know right how any of this is going to turn out you always hope for the best and you know there could be complications during Mm. labor and delivery there could be complications right after you know things tragic things can happen and 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 we can't predict that but i think that you hit the nail on the head is just checking your own mental health you know and it's true being able to deal with a lot of stuff in anything in life, whether you're going to have a baby, whether you're making a career move, whether whatever big decision, I think it's always so good to just check in with yourself, right? Because even a good move 
you know, or being promoted, create stress. For it sure. It can create stress. Again, it's a great move. Positive things are happening, but it can still provoke stress, depression, sadness, excitement, whatever right. that is. So I think when you're really in tune with your emotions, I think you're better able to handle difficult situations. Mm -hmm. Are you going to handle it like a champ? I mean, we don't know. Hopefully. But, but that's the Yeah, but that's the, the goal, right? right? Hopefully you get through it and you are able to rise to the occasion. But if you're not real with yourself and acknowledge that you're already struggling, right. it's really hard to get over just that little rock that's right. in the in the path, right? So I think, you know, I mean, I've been a I've been a, a licensed clinical social worker for some years. I've been a therapist for almost 10 years, you know, graduated and we got to keep doing the work, inner work. I mean, I work with individuals every day. And if I'm not strong enough, if my mindset isn't strong enough, like I don't want to take on their problems. Right. Right. And so you, we continue to learn, but we need to tap into ourselves, whether you're a professional, whether you're not in like in a professional in this field, you, if you can't connect with yourself and be honest with yourself, it's going to be very hard to overcome good things, hard things. Right. You know, because at the end of the day, I'm a true believer that you can be your best friend or you can be your worst enemy. Mm. And it's all about the way you treat yourself, the way you talk to yourself. And if you can't be honest with yourself, it's going to be very hard for anybody to be honest with you. For sure. And if you don't have those people in your corner that are going to let you know when you're being a jerk or when you're doing a good job and they're just going to show up authentically and, and honestly, you know, we we're talking about this yeah. earlier. It's going to be very tough to like know, hey, you know, is it me? Right. Because sometimes it's easy to go to somebody and you know that they're going to tell you what you mm -hmm. want to hear. Mm -hmm. And you know that you know that those individuals yeah. that are going to be real with you and say like, all right, are you ready? And you're like, oh, man, here it comes. <laughs> like, and, and you know it. And yep. you know that they'd be like, you know what? I hear you. But yeah, like you overreacted or yeah, you know what? Like. I'm not hearing that like yeah so I think that it's so important to have your tribe there for you not just people that are going to be like yes ma'am mm -hmm. yes it's good to have that but if you're really looking to strengthen yourself mentally physically you're not going to get far yeah you know and so yeah we're talking about like just having authentic relationships mm -hmm. and what that looks like and it's having those hard conversations and whether it's a great outcome or bad outcome or whatever the love is still there right and you guys continue to support each other. And I think that's that's where you know that you know that, okay, this is some good feedback. Mm -hmm. And I can take that in and it freaking stings. But all right. How can I grow? How or can move I forward? move forward now? Yeah. So. Yeah. I think those are those relationships are really important. Mm -hmm. Having those like authentic relationships and you're right. Like they do freaking sting. Yeah. But seeking out those relationships and we were talking about this earlier too, is like thinking like when you're with someone feeling how do I mm -hmm. feel around this person mm -hmm. am I feeling like negative because mm -hmm. of something that's within me am I feeling negative because of them mm -hmm. or am I like and like that goes back to the same piece is like checking in with ourselves yeah, yeah. and thinking and being really honest yeah. I think that's a huge one and I I can't remember whose podcast we were really talking about this so much on but we were talking about getting honest with yourself mm -hmm. and um, just being super honest and looking yeah. yourself in the mirror and thinking yeah. like really realizing it, is it me mm -hmm. is it something else yeah. what is, what is really happening yeah. here i wanted to just give this piece too is that um 
if you guys speaking about birth and postpartum and um, birthing experience, if you guys want to listen back to, um, there's an episode I have with Dr. Jen, who mm. is, a, I don't even remember what episode she is, probably 14 or 15. She um, she talks all about the birthing experience and you guys can go listen to that episode mm. if you guys want more yeah. info on that. She's amazing. She also yeah. has her Instagram. So um, I'll link that episode in the show notes for you guys if you guys want to reference back to that. Um, let's move to your competition. We can circle okay. back there Sure. to your competition of like, um, I want to touch on this and I'm sure you will get into this, but, um, your mental aspect of yeah. that competition. So yeah. obviously competition competing is really hard. It's yeah. very strict, very, um, disciplined. So what did that look like for you in terms of like fighting, fighting the mental battle mm-hmm. of of doing it yeah well I guess that's kind of like that was a kind of a roundabout question yeah yeah no I think well but that it's very complex yeah it it has a lot to do with a lot of everything yeah and and a little bit of everything more than anything um and here's the thing operative word right fighting Mm. the moment I let go yeah the moment I let go of like oh my gosh I can't eat that oh my gosh Mm. I Mm -hmm. want this oh my god you know um big it was so easy yeah and i'm saying easy in the sense that is it on my meal plan it's not so i can't have it can i mope and just like feel bad for myself and 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 all that jazz yeah that's available but i chose to do the competition right and i had to be accountable and i had to get honest with myself do i want to complain and get Mm. down on myself and like oh but I really want like some pizza right now or do I show up strong and say no we got a competition to win and in order to win that means that I'm gonna set limits it doesn't mean that I'm oh my gosh feeling bad it means that for this short time frame I can't have that right and it was again you know shout out to my husband because I would n- kind of nudge him. I was like, oh, can I have a little piece of that? Like, just a little bit. <laughs> You're it just won't testing, make a big, testing like, your boundary. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, same thing. Is it on your meal plan? And no, it's not. And he wouldn't say like, well, then you can't have it. You know, he was kind of like, well, what do you, you decide? Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, I can't have that. Right. So I think the moment I was just kind of like, yeah, accepting that this is all I can eat. Chicken and nuts and almonds and blah, 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 blah. And rice cakes and a gallon of water every day. Then I went into this mindset of, okay, like who do I need to become Mm. to reach that goal? So it wasn't, okay, I'm going to compete, at least for me and the people that know me. I don't do things just to see how things go. Like if I'm going to do something, I'm in it 100%. My heart's in it. I believe in it. You know, nobody's just like shoving this idea that it's going to be fun. And I'm kind of like, okay, let's check it out. You know, so just to give you guys a little bit of backstory on me, I'm going to do it full heartedly. And if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it, you know. So, of course, I want to go into the competition and I wanted a place, you know. Maybe that was cocky of me. Maybe that was far-fetched. It was what it was, and my mind was set that I was going to place my first show, I was going to work hard, you know, and I was going to commit 100%, and that was part of my mindset. I had to ask myself, how would somebody 
a competitor that wins show up? Okay, say that again. How would somebody that is a competitor, how would they show up? I love that because I use that a lot in um, Batty Girls Club, which is like my six-month program that I'm running right now. And now we're in the month where we're talking about what life do we want to create? Mm -hmm. So we've gone through a lot of Mm -hmm. past things and not ruminating on them and letting them go, right? Mm -hmm. And now we're creating a new life, right? So who when you're looking at this person and i think we all have this person inside of us mm-hmm. who we want to be yeah and that person seems very far away a yes. lot of times yes who is that person right, right. and who is a fitness competitor yeah. that's going to get on stage in place how does yeah. that person show up mm-hmm. that's a great question to ask yourself yeah. if you are trying to start a new business mm-hmm. if you're trying to make more money in your yeah. business or you're trying to get have a better relationship yeah. in a relationship right the big what does that small, person look yeah. like what is how does that person show up what time do they wake up what what is their mindset around this are they complaining Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because they don't want to do these things or are they taking that Mm -hmm. and shifting their mindset to i'm accepting i'm not even accepting i'm embracing yeah 100 like you fully immerse yourself in that and here's the thing i'm a true believer in language communication Mm -hmm. i think is so beautiful because you can either paint this beautiful picture or you can be disempowered by your language for sure and so i want to paint a picture of yeah what is that going to require of me yes there's a mind like somebody comes to mind that's like on there and like doing it but that seems far-fetched like i can't really connect with that because that's somebody else right? right and in the moment when i chose to compete which was four or five months ago um i was like okay how do I got to show up? Like, you know, if I'm going to win, what habits do I need to build? What do I need to let go of? And how am I feeling? Mm -hmm. You know, because here's the thing. I also wanted to be real with myself and say, is that for me? And I had to be okay with what if it's not for me? Right. Does that mean like, oh, I'm a failure? Am I looking for Mm -hmm. a shortcut? But I also like, here's the thing, like, another thing about me is i'm I'm a huge believer i'm a faithful person you know people you know say god other people say the universe and to me like i use god you know and is this for me you know getting really quiet and is this the right way is this something that is going to either hinder my process in life because again it could it could but if I wasn't quiet and I knew, because we know, mm-hmm. we know that we know that those whispers, it says, don't go out tonight. Don't have that beer. Don't do this. Or yes, do that. Do that. We know those whispers. And then when we don't listen to the whispers that are telling us, yeah, you're going in the right direction. Or if we listen to the whispers like, oh, yeah, just have another beer. But we know that we know that it doesn't feel right with us. And we go in that direction. Then you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I knew it. That's where that like shame. The shame and then the betrayal. Like, damn it, I betrayed myself. Right. I knew that I shouldn't have gone Like out. I let myself down. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then you're like, oh my gosh, like if I can't keep my word, you know, like what does that mean? And then we get, and that's a whole another mm-hmm. mess, right? And so another thing, like I'm not perfect and it's a practice, but 
the more you listen to the whispers, the Mm -hmm. more you listen to what feels right for you, for your family, the better you just naturally feel. And there's no heaviness because you alone are choosing these actions. You alone are choosing to go in this direction and nobody can tell you otherwise. And trust me, they will. People (laughs) will show up friends, strangers, Mm, mm -hmm. nobody you solicited information from, but they'll show up and say, are you sure? Yes. That just doesn't seem like you or like... Or that doesn't seem like a good thing to do. Yeah, or you're not going to do that well. It's like your first show and don't even think that you're going to place. Girl, I don't even know you. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Example, but then you're like, okay, cool. But you don't take it personal. Mm-hmm. You don't take it personal because you know that you know that you already had this conversation with right. yourself five months ago. And five months ago, you decided, I'm going to do this and I'm committing 100%. And this is my goal. And if I aim for the star, it's super cheesy. If I <laughs> aim for the moon, I'll file, fall in the stars. Yes. Yeah, well, cool. Whatever works for you. But you got to connect with that language, you know, that is just resonates with you. So again, going back to communication, you can paint this really empowering piece of I'm choosing to do this because it's going to support me, because it's going to challenge me, because it's going to help me develop habits that I've been wanting to develop for so many years, but been putting off Mm -hmm. because it's hard. Or I'm just going to feel bad and well, I can't do it and I don't have the time and I don't have the support and you're going to feel the same. Yeah. You know, so it's really like a mental check in with yourself again. Right. Like because for you not doing the competition would have been something that made you feel like I didn't I didn't go for it. I didn't like put myself out there or challenge myself. Um, You mentioned that there was like an opportunity because you've been working out at your uh gym zero gravity shout out to zero gravity (laughs) zero gravity girls yes i love her sisters and iron for all her um all her girls at her gym are so nice yeah um but you mentioned that when we were talking in voice message that there was an opportunity for you for a while Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. compete and the gym that you're at a lot of people compete there right so you had mentioned like that there was like a nudge yeah for you to do it now yeah so what did that look like and what was that nudge that finally you were like okay I'm gonna do it yeah it's funny because my coach Jazzy she was like well I thought you weren't gonna compete and she even said this at the show and I think she might have mentioned it to you guys Mm -hmm. like oh yeah this girl like was saying that she was never gonna compete and this is not for her you know and all love Jazzy I know it was all love and you said like (laughs) look at you now like you know and, and I felt that I felt that it wasn't she wasn't you know, shaming me, right. saying like, well, you know, you said this and you got to go back on your word. Yeah, not at all. But I was like, yeah. And I'm saying this because I never thought I was going to compete. Why? Because it was never in my heart. And something that I said, if it's, if I don't feel it, I'm not going to do it. Even if it's like, if I don't want to go get some coffee. I'm not going to do it. You know, something simple. Or if I don't want to go somewhere, or if I, whatever the situation is, if you see me, and I'm present, it's because it's I'm from there full-heartedly. So it just wasn't in my heart, you know? And it wasn't until I saw one of my f- close friends compete, and she shared a lot of, like, behind the scenes of, like, getting ready. And another thing about me is, like, I'm super girly. Like, I'm such an athlete, but I'm super girly. 
and I saw her getting her hair and makeup done. The bikinis like are blinged super, out. Yeah, so cute, <laughs> like super blinged out. You get you get to wear heels, the earrings and the bracelets. It's like a mini, you know, pageant. Yeah, it what is. it felt like, and I love that. I love that, <laughs> and I that was my nudge. I was really, like, I'm doing it. Like that's it. And then you get a crown if you place overall. <laughs> I was like, this is totally opposite from what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. I really thought you were going to say more like you were taking it as like a mental challenge, which I know you did. Yeah, I did. uh, But I thought that was going to be the nudge. No. So that's so funny that you were like the crown. Yeah. Which who doesn't want that fucking crown? That thing was dope. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. And I was so moved and inspired by that crown and and like just what that represented. But it goes back to that mental piece, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody just is just going to give you the crown you know i don't believe in everybody gets a trophy because you participate i'm sorry but i'm old school no (laughs) you gotta earn it but again i'm old school and sorry for those that believe that everybody that shows up gets a gets a trophy um but yeah like i was blown away by by that by that piece that everybody gets a trophy thing right Mm -hmm. so i know that the intent is (sighs) good yeah. Right. The intent is good. But this actually plays into mm. another thing we wanted to talk about with sports yeah. and how sports really helped you growing up mm-hmm. and your mental health and um, just like, yeah, your mindset. Yeah. Um, but I think the intention is good with that. Everybody gets a trophy, right? It comes from the right place. Yeah. However, I do agree with you because what does that really yeah. get us to strive for? Yeah. Um, and it Could- doesn't really allow us to like come competitiveness is something that's humane or right. human a human desire humane yeah. <laughs> a human desire right yeah. like we want to compete innate, against yeah. each other and that's okay to compete with each other right. that's okay as long as we're coming at it from the right mindset right that's a good thing <clears throat> healthy competition like they mm-hmm. say so i know renee and i have actually always talked about this before we even spoke about it through um voice message but i didn't i grew up Um, playing sports always Mm -hmm. but I was like pretty much the only one in my family to play sports my family's not athletically gifted like we have a thing like Knutson's are not athletes like we are not (laughs) athletic um that's my maiden name but um so I was like the only person in my family to really do any type of sports sporting stuff and I love sports but I did definitely like I had to mentally overcome a lot to mm-hmm. be in sports mm-hmm. and a lot of times you get tested in sports oh, you're yeah. not the best oh yeah you're the worst a lot of times oh, a yeah. lot of times I didn't make the team mm-hmm. or a lot of times I was on a team that I really hated and yeah. my dad would say like you got to stick it out yeah. you got to stay mm-hmm. on that team that's a team that chose you like you have to stay there yeah. you can't quit and Renee and I have always talked about how much sports has affected him oh, as yeah. an adult and taught him um tenacity mm-hmm. and you know consistency mm-hmm. and taught him how to lose hard work yeah. hard work yeah. so Discipline. i feel like that's a huge part of you yeah. you know she went to usc i know you're like always right repping on. usc <laughs> um but yes you are super girly but you grew up in sports so oh, yeah. how did that affect you um and your mindset growing up oh man i love this i love this because honestly i say even to this day i think sports really saved my life because I was hyperactive, sucked at school. You know, I, yes, I went to SC, but it took a lot of hard work, you know, post high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I sucked at school. I struggled with a learning disability, you know, and I didn't learn how to read until I was in the third grade. 
You I know, know, many that. people did. Yeah, I was just gonna yeah. say, many people don't know that. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it was hard. I got bullied because I couldn't read. I was literally, oh I love this. Huh? I did not know yeah. any of this. Yeah. And so. I mean, I know you had the ugly haircut one time. <laughs> That's the I didn't only, think it like... was ugly. No, I'm kidding. But I got so made fun of it for it. But <laughs> Okay. But you had the learning yeah. disability. Yeah. So I had a learning life. disability. Um, I got made fun of because I couldn't read. I literally was about to get held back in third grade. And, you know, I just knew that something was was off. It wasn't because I was lazy and I was working really hard and I just couldn't get it right. And my thankfully, like my mom is an angel, not just because she's my mom, but she took me from like therapist to psychiatrist to, you know, get just different, you know, assessments done to figure out what was really going on, you know. And yeah, sure enough, I I was diagnosed with a learning disability and I also knew because it was then explained to me that my brain was wired differently you know so of course Susie over here didn't have to like study she just got it Mm -hmm. and I'm over here busting my behind you know having tutors at my house and staying after school working with my teachers and I was barely getting by with C's you know and at that same time um you know a lot was going on with their family and then i was getting bullied by by guys and growing up i'm a latina you know like i have like freaking three hairs coming out of one pore you know when i was younger (laughs) that's how i can describe it and it was horrible my mom would not let me shave and probably tmi to your viewers but you know i was getting bullied for that too that's so funny and so um finally uh i discovered sports you know, and I grew up with brothers, mm-hmm. you know, and cousins. We don't have a lot of girl cousins in my family. Yeah. Um, so I had to either be good and be chosen to play on their on the team mm-hmm. or sit out, mm-hmm. you know. So yep. back to does everybody get a trophy? No, not everybody gets a trophy. Not everybody gets chosen. And it sucks and it hurts and it's tough. And that's how it is in real life now as an adult. Like not everybody gets that damn promotion and people that are getting promoted sometimes don't even have the best skills, you know, but that's a conversation of its <laughs> own. Um, but yeah, so when I was able to just excel on, on the field, it was just like bread and butter for me because one, I was, you know, just naturally gifted because I love the sport, you know, and you know, diamonds are a girl's best friend. And sure enough, like <laughs> it sure was, you know, that baseball so field, that softball field was my best friend. And I was, I became a leader. I played shortstop and I pitched and I played third and, and it taught me how to be a team player. Did I like a lot of people? No. Did a lot of people like me? Hell no. You know, I had, there was so much, you know, well, can we piss on this show? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you there's can literally a lot say of trash anything. Ta- okay. Well, there's a lot of trash talking. I watch you my mouth because my daughter. still didn't even say it. Yeah, but my daughter, like, I feel like she's, like, around here. I'm like, she's at the stage where she repeats everything. So I'm like, There's a lot of cautious. shit talkers. <laughs> there was, you know. And here's the thing. I was too. But then what I learned is that, hey, I can back it up. Mm. Oh, you want to talk shit? All right. Here's a double. Here's a triple. Here's a home run. Oh, I'm going to steal on you. She's you know, Renee. Like, yeah you guys and she's Renee. <laughs> and i would shut them up and i love that i love that i was like yeah go ahead and test me you know and do i care what you have to say no because at the end of the day we got that w mm-hmm. you know and i'm the type of person that if you're on my team you're i'm gonna pump you up 
you know, and I'm gonna call you out. And sometimes girls didn't like that. So on my own teams, I can resonate like they didn't like me. But at the end of the day, I felt respected because even though I had to tell Victoria, like, bro, like, stop looking at your boyfriend and watch the fucking ball. Yeah. You know, and she'd be like, like, whatever. Here goes Stephanie again. Like, tell me what to do. (laughs) Whatever. Right. But then guess what? We'd be out there. Ball was hit at her and she was paying attention because I'm at short and she's at third and I'm like hey wake up the ball's coming we're gonna turn two you're gonna throw to me I'm gonna go to first and we're gonna get three outs and we're gonna go hit some home runs and win this game and sure enough Mm -hmm. all right she would throw it to me we got you know to turn to double play Mm -hmm. she'd be at bat and I'd be right there in the backstop cheering her on yeah and I'd be like let's go you got this strike one strike two all right shake it off Get your head in the game and get on base, girl. We need base runners. What happened? She hit a double, hit a triple. So, yeah, I mean, to me, sports taught me a lot. It taught me how to make friends and how to make enemies. And it didn't really matter at the end of the day who liked me, who didn't. I was having fun. I was, you know, learning a lot. And it taught me just a lot about life. And I didn't know that then. And it taught me to be strong in school. And it taught me to like stand up to my bullies and it taught me to be like, yeah, who cares? You want to talk stuff? Like, let's take it out on the basketball courts. Like, let's see who laughs last, you know? <laughs> and I was like, my talk, like my tongue was really sharp when I was younger. And a lot of the guys, I mean, the guys were the ones that were like the bullies. And I'd be like, well, you know what? I don't, I'm not going to beat you up. I mean, I probably could, but I'm not going to do that. So let's go shoot, shoot it out. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, you want to shoot it out? yeah let's go let's play around a horse and you know like get over this you know and yeah sports have been so amazing for me and I mean I played in high school I played I was lucky enough to play travel ball got to travel and and play and you know it was really nice I got to my family got to see me play and even I remember Renee was even there when I played in Big Bear and you know it's just like it's also kind of like a other culture mm-hmm. in, in the sense of really like, is. yeah, feeling that support and, and being like an athlete, being an athlete. And I remember waking up Saturday mornings at six in the morning, you know, I had to make sure I had breakfast, packed my big old bag, my travel bag. <laughs> we would have three or four games in one day. And that was just Saturday, you know, and just have being responsible for my uniforms mm-hmm. and making sure my socks were clean and, yeah all of that and my water and gatorades and snacks and sandwiches and yeah like and then doing it all over again the next day or the next weekend um but yeah building community there too because even though you know i had a lot of girls that did not like me whether they admit it or not they had a lot of respect for me you know and it also taught me about sportsmanship right learning how to lose but learning how to also acknowledge that player like damn i don't want to say it but damn good freaking play like damn that was a great play you know so when you're an athlete like you can recognize the hard work you know that it takes dedication you know that you know that they put in the work and if they outran you Mm -hmm. it's because they they were working hard and sometimes that's hard to acknowledge and it's easy to get you know caught up in the well she's been Mm -hmm. you know all up in the boss's business and like sucking up to the to the boss yeah maybe she beat you out tough shit like yeah. okay like you either acknowledge that 
and sit with it and say like, yeah, I'm not showing up to work on time. Yeah, I missed that deadline. Not once, not twice, three times. Yeah, that don't look good. Yeah. But that's the that's the hard part, you know, right. being honest with yourself, being real and saying, I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball. So you can either fester in that or project all that and have Susie, you know, your best friend or your worst enemy because she beat you out. You know, I thought you were friends and now you beat me out. You know, all that noise, it doesn't matter because the salute, the, you know, what came of it was that she got the promotion and you didn't. It's what you made of it. Mm -hmm. Like now you created this story like, oh, now I'm not good enough and, and my boss doesn't like me. And see, I'm like a big like, wait, is that even true? Is that even true? Well, not really. Like I'm not a bad person mm -hmm. and I'm not this. And that's when you get to like, you can really begin to take a stride in a different direction. But you got to be super honest with yourself and you have to like take the jabs as they come. And I like to say you either got to wear it and like let it hurt you a little bit, but don't let it destroy you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's where I struggled a lot in sports is letting it like destroy. Yeah. Um, which you could definitely easily, mm -hmm. easily, easily do. Um, oh, yeah. Taking things and taking them like and taking it as mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. that it means yeah. something. I think you hit um the nail on the head when you said like what is that yeah we start to create that story right like and then you don't want to show up the next day yeah and then you're like i'm just a huge failure like no you're not yeah. a huge failure you just lost because you didn't put in the work you two weeks ago were not at practice right. you were at a concert mm -hmm. you were at sleepovers like yeah it makes sense but it, it doesn't, doesn't mean perform. anything exactly. about you it just means that you took a different direction yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah. totally agree yeah i feel like um I was getting emotional when you were saying that story about like um, hyping your girl up, calling her out, but then hyping her up because I want to share this story about, I don't know if you remember, we went to the Dodger game and um, I think we've gone to a few. So which one? <laughs> I know. I don't remember exactly which one this was, but I think it was the one where we all rode in your car with, it was like me, you, Renee, Xavier. And then we ended up meeting up with like Weicho, the Weichos, both, um, both Renee's brother and his son. Oh, and right. For the playoffs. Yeah, and we like played Pepper in the parking oh, lot. Do you right. remember that? Yes, I do. Oh my gosh, that was also a dream come true. But yeah, different story. The um, Pepper game. Well, Knutsons are not athletes, right? And I <laughs> didn't play softball. I did play sports, but I played basketball because I was tall and volleyball because my mom didn't want me to play outdoor sports, yeah. right? Totally different story. Um, so I only played indoor sports, volleyball and basketball. So, and even at those, like I really was a hard worker in those sports, but I just... I'm not that – I wasn't that talented enough mm -hmm. to go past high school, right? Um, I barely even did it So in you school. thought. You probably just didn't I, work that hard. Because Kobe, look at Kobe. He was not exactly, a right? huge athlete, so he said. And um, I did also let, like, a lot of things intimidate me. I mm -hmm. wasn't very confident mm -hmm. in high school, and I wasn't, like – being on a team where and I look how even that just acknowledging that it hurts yeah, yeah. but how much different like I can yeah. see it yeah it's definitely like sports is a huge thing for me now that yeah. I'm always like I am gonna 100% put my kids in yeah. sports even if they are not good at whatever they're doing whatever anyways um but that day right yeah. um Nikki did you know I was getting emotional yeah she's super into with you <laughs> um that, yeah, that day Dodger when game. we played Pepper yeah. in the parking lot, um, you I 
softball is something like I've never hit a ball with a bat like that is so hard for me to do and it is a hard thing actually like Renee was telling me the statistics of actually how hard that is but anyways we're playing in the parking lot and I could not hit this ball like to save my life and Steph I was like getting embarrassed right I'm going back to all these feelings of like uh volleyball and basketball when Mm -hmm. I couldn't hit the ball or whatever right all those feelings are flooding back Mm mm-hmm I don't think I've ever cried on the podcast. And um, I just remember Steph being like, I was like, okay, I'm going to give the bat to somebody else, mm-hmm. right? Like I've hit, missed three or four, whatever. And Steph's like, no, like, like you got this. No, yeah. like stay up. I think you're pitching. Yeah. And um, Steph's like, no, stay up. Like we got this. Like mm-hmm. we're going to work at, work mm-hmm. through it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, I fucking hit the ball. Yeah. And that's like not a big thing but it is a big piece Mm. to say yeah of how much an encourager you are Mm. even though you're talking about how a lot of people didn't like you you're a hard ass on the field whatever but you are that other piece too and that's why I think like oh my gosh I'm gonna I know I'm like I can't stop now (laughs) but um you and Renee are so similar because to a lot of people Renee can always come off as like a huge hard ass right he does he calls you on your shit yeah he makes you re- be really honest with yourself. Yeah. He is that. Yeah. But I think what attracted me to him was that. Yeah. But the love that he gave on the other side, right? Yeah. It was never yeah. from a negative place. Yeah. It's never to tear That's you right. down. Right. It's never to make you feel like Mm-mm. you're not shit. Mm-mm. It's to make you better. And right. if you can see that, and I don't yeah. know why I saw that. I always think about that. I don't know why I saw that. I just felt maybe his like energy or his heart. That was always in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to share that little story. Yeah. Of us. And um, yeah, I love that. That that day you made me feel so like confident and like supported, seen and um, encouraged. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like, yeah, we're going to keep striking out if we don't change our approach. Right. Right. We don't keep trying. And and I remember. You do remember remember that? Of course. I remember because. I could have easily been like, yes, next, please, <laughs> right? I could have, but I got a lot of love for you, you know? Like, and I could, see, here's the thing too. We talked about this earlier. We talked about energy and we can pick up energy and we know when somebody Steph always us, picks up my energy. Yeah. And, and, and not only that, but you know that you know when somebody's encouraging you and you know that, right, you know that you're like feeling uncomfortable <laughs> and, and I could feel that, you know? And it was just a great moment to just be like, okay, we're not going to operate from the past. Right. Like, let's let's go there. And you're not alone. And it's uncomfortable. But let me take your motherfucking hand right now. And, like, let's get through this. Yeah. You know? And thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah. You know? I hadn't, you know. We never talked about it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I hadn't heard of that that either. No. But I feel like you've always been that for for everyone around you in your circle. And just, like I said, you always, I feel like you always pick up on my energy and like acknowledging it. Acknowledging yeah. it. Yeah. Because yeah. yes. it's easy to just brush things under the rug. Yeah. Like it's easy. So You easy. know, it's tough to have like an authentic conversation and yes. be vulnerable. Like even right now. Like yeah. thank you for sharing that with me. Like I had no idea. Yeah. Right? Like I had no idea. But like at the end of the day, like, yeah, I'm going to like, I can't remember how the saying goes, but you know, like I'm going to brainwash you to be like your biggest fan like stick around me long enough yeah. and, and i'm gonna be that person for you yeah you know why because i also expect that in return like and if you're not doing that for me cool like i get that you know but it doesn't 
you know, deter me from like wanting to support you. Like innately, yeah, I want to see my people win. I want to see you break through like what limited beliefs you had years ago that you didn't even know were there, you right. know, and I would love that in return. Right. Right. And and that's what I think is so beautiful about having just these authentic relationships. Yeah. Do I know a lot of people? Do I have acquaintances? Yeah. But my friends and the people that I care for are seldom. Right. Because right. it's also not easy having difficult conversations. Right. But that's like the beauty of growth, you know, if yeah. you want to. Yes. The latter is also available if you don't want to, right? So, yeah, like, thank you for sharing that. And I feel that that moment was so special because in my mind, I always, like, somehow believed that I was going to play, like, pickleball or baseball in the Dodgers Stadium parking lot. I swear, when I was a little girl, I was like, man, I just want to, like, have, like, a pickup game or, like, hit the ball in the parking lot. Like, yeah. You know, I've been on the field and, you know, hit a few balls, but like, it'd be so cool to just be in the parking lot. So that, that moment. And that just like organically yeah, happened. Yeah, so I don't happened. think they, we were, knew they were going or something no, like that. There, the, also the game, I, I think it was the playoffs. I'm I pretty sure it was right. the playoffs because it was so packed. That's why we were yeah, there that's and we were what, waiting. Yeah, we were waiting and we're like, what Remember, are we and do? we like, mo- we got into that parking space because we like just fucking like just went in there oh right and then so we yeah and so and we were (laughs) all we were there yeah Yeah, we're all closely parked we weren't supposed to be parking there it was like a reserved area for someone with a different tag or something and we were like okay whatever let's go us lechugas rope breakers (laughs) and we did the same thing yeah so that was the funny part and all of us were really close yeah and so we we're and somebody of, had a bat. And yeah, somebody had a Luis ball. had a ball and the bat. Yeah, because little Weicho had yeah a game or something. something so like it that. was his it was his stuff. But we were about we were just having a, such a good time that day too, and obviously the Dodgers won that night. So we we're like in Hyped. good spirits, didn't want to leave. We saw that the, it was so jam packed. We we're kind of like, well, are we gonna get in our car and just sit in here mm-hmm. and wait for an hour? And we're like, no, like we just started talking and then because i've always wanted to have like this moment the dodge stadium parking lot i was like dude that'd be dope if we had a bat and a ball right now yeah and we chose like well i have one yeah or yeah lucine was like yeah i have one yeah and yeah we were like playing and i even think we got in trouble like y'all can't be out here like y'all gotta go (laughs) the lechuga's always getting in trouble it's like so totally opposite from my family my family's like the biggest rule followers and so (laughs) now i am but (laughs) Okay, so I want to talk about, um, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I think slightly, but you said that you've been in therapy for a long time Mm -hmm. and that you did therapy as a young adult, right? Mm -hmm. As a kid? Yeah. So when did you start therapy? How do you feel like that affected you? Well, here's the thing. I started therapy like in third grade. One, a lot was going on with my family. I had a learning disability. I was getting bullied. I was like, great candidate for therapy. But I was such a hard ass that I was like, oh, nope, I'm not opening up to anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody's going to know how I truly feel, you know. And I, you know, back then, I didn't want to cry. I didn't want to talk about, you know, my emotions. And I just kind of sat there and I was like, I'm good. (laughs) Like, I'm okay. Like, I'm not in danger to myself. Like, I'm all right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do have to say that getting like that support and that one-on-one like help when I was little 
even though I didn't take the help because I didn't open up or I wasn't a good patient, um, <laughs> it was also very like encouraging to know that this complete stranger was wanting to know how I was doing. Yes, I had my fair share of bad therapists, but for the most part, I think I had some really good therapists that you know educated me. And even though I wasn't doing a lot of talking, I was doing a lot of listening. Mm. So um, I got a lot of praise for being an athlete and I got a lot of praise for being courageous and still showing up and doing my work and struggling. And even though it provoked a shit ton of anxiety to have to read out loud, I worked through it and I had to count like, okay, one, two, okay, I'm like the fourth paragraph, let me practice that. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I had like that support and, you know, like I said, I wasn't ready to talk about my true emotions and I think I worked with a therapist in college still wasn't ready I'd give it another shot I wasn't ready um and I don't think it was until graduate school where I was like enough of this bs like you know I need to just get real with myself how old were you in graduate school uh geez 24 started in 2000 yeah about 23 24 yeah And I just went through a lot. I had gone through like a terrible breakup and, you know, I was kind of like partying a lot. Right when we met. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 2013, no, 2012, 13-ish. Yeah. 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 Maybe right before we met. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was just like feeling really heavy, you know, and... I should have been so happy. I, I got into USC. I was graduating from USC and I was happy, um, but I wasn't happy with myself mm-hmm. and how I was uh, dealing with a lot of things. You know, I hadn't given myself the opportunity to really be honest with myself and and communicate, you know, with myself. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a beautiful thing about you know, when I was at SC is all the courses and the theories and it's like, oh shit, this is exactly what I'm going through. Like, and of course our, our, you know, professors would encourage us not to like, you know, begin to do some introspection in class, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't help it. Right. You know, I was, I still had a great connection with myself. Um, and that's when I was like, okay, I think I need to do some work and yeah. I went back into therapy and I worked with the professor and, you know, she just guided me in the right direction. And yeah, I was just, you know, able to focus on my work and it wasn't, I never, oh gosh, I don't want to say never, but in high school, you know, I barely got like a 2.0, whatever the GPA was to play sports just because I thought school wasn't for me. You know, I had this thought of like, I'm not smart enough. Like Mm. I have a learning disability. I'll always have a disadvantage. And even though I work so hard, you know, I began to think like, well, maybe college isn't for me. And it wasn't until um, one of my teachers, Ms. Dobson, hey, you know, like really (laughs) impacted my life and was like, you know, and she was a very young teacher with a vast vocabulary, which I thought was phenomenal. And, you know, she literally took me aside and she's like, you know, kind of like step into my office. And I was like, oh, great. What did I do now? And she just like said, hey, you know, college is just around the corner. Have you applied? And I'm like, college? Like, no, I haven't. She's like, well, why not? And I'm like, 
have you seen my grades? And she's like, have you not seen your like extracurricular activity? Like you're in ASB, you're, you've been in varsity sports, you've been captain since freshman year. Like, I don't get it. I was like, well, you know, and I was just kind of like, she's got me there. At least I, there's other things I'm good at. Mm -hmm. And she just told me, she's like, you know what? I struggle with a learning disability. And, you know, I was like, you? She's like, yeah, and I had ADHD. I'm like, you? Like, you're just like this, like, genius of a person. Like, the cool, young, you mm-hmm. know, teacher with tattoos right. at a private school. And I was just kind of like, yeah, she's dope as shit. And when she told me that, she's like, yeah, and, and I know that you have so much potential. You know, you just don't know how to channel that energy. And that just, like, set up a life, a, like, a light bulb in me. And I was like, wait, like what am I missing here? Right. And so, so yeah, so I went into back into therapy then and, and just began to process a lot. And yeah, I was carrying this huge burden of like not feeling good enough in school, you know, being bullied and, you know, never thought that I was like, oh, cause I'm, you know, this hairy person, but like, why are people like saying that, you know, like let that go already. But I wasn't letting it go. Right. You know, I was holding on to these shitty comments people were making and my you know my disability that i could not even help you know just because that's my brain that was programmed like that and yeah so i mean i've kind of jumped around but i think just having those individuals whether in therapy or not you know Mm -hmm. and and i really highlight these like pivotal people in my life that came in and just kind of reminded me like hey like just because you have the struggle doesn't mean that this is your story right you know you can really make a difference and and in and, and the course and change that course for yourself and so when she told me about like this program at Cal State LA that I can apply to first generation and like you know all these different things that were out there I was like again my mind was blown mm-hmm. first generation no, nobody in my family had gone to college I was figuring it out and yeah she supported me along the way and yeah so again it was just listening to like myself Mm -hmm. and when I got to graduate school it was able to just be honest and say well if I want to be a therapist and it's not like oh I have to have my all my stuff figured out but if I want to be a good therapist like I need to be good with me you know and something we touched on earlier is and that goes in everything right if you're going to be a mom if you're going to go into this like new career path you're going to launch a business like you don't realize how important it is to get really still with yourself and face those fears that you're having that that are are going on anyway. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we think that they're just like in your face and you're perpetuating like this limited belief or or this you know like even like the scary movie thing for you mm-hmm. like oh my gosh it's I mean I just don't like them and I don't want to see them. But it's like, well, what's there? What's really there? Right. Right. So for me, it's like, well, I don't like it. Cool. Is there more? No. Okay, maybe not. Yeah. Right. So then it's just so important, just like something that I've been practicing so, you know, you know, so much is just being your own best friend, you know, being your own cheerleader. If I show up and, you know, thank you again for sharing that with me. If I if that's the way I show up for others, gosh, darn it. How am I showing up for myself? Like. And, and operating from that place, like, I always ask, like, 
well, would you talk to your best friend like that? Would you yeah. talk to your mom, your your brother like that? Oh, I, I would never say that to them. So then why are you speaking to yourself in such a degrading manner? Why are you putting yourself down, down so much? And then you're like, I didn't even realize I was doing that. Yeah. And then you're like, okay. And then you move from the comfortable to the, okay, well, I don't know what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, what do you want it to look like? You're not going to be like, rainbows and butterflies all of a sudden like you just have to be like true to what feels right for you yeah I love all of that yeah I feel like it's like going back it goes back to the same thing always which is like listening to those nudges like you Mm -hmm. said where you're like okay I wasn't ready you know in college to go to therapy Mm -hmm. but then I went again in graduate school because I knew like that's something I needed to do for myself and I think that can be like translated anywhere yeah um actually took time I I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before but when I was doing a lot of coaching and I was coaching um I was getting coached by a lot Mm -hmm. of different coaches and I thought like you know I went through that I did a lot of coaching and then I came to this like feeling where I was like okay I have all the fucking information like I have all the information I've gone through all this stuff I've gone through this amazing journey with my body my mind like Mm -hmm. my soul I need to take a step away from listening to so much and receiving so much that I actually need to like allow this to be Mm -hmm. put into practice. Mm -hmm. And I need to step away from like holding someone's hand and go on my own. But that was just a nudge that I felt like Mm -hmm. I needed to do that. And it was really scary like to do even do that. Um, That's just a really the example that I can think of. But um, I mean – I feel like it's just always the same as like we have to be really quiet mm-hmm. still yeah listen to our own self and I love yeah. how you said like talking to your best friend like yeah. and would I talk to my best friend that way no I wouldn't Mm-mm. so why are we talking to ourselves that yeah. way you know yeah. and we think that we have I think what came up for me when you said that was I think when we think about talking to our best friend or talking to ourselves a lot of times we can think well I know that all these like dirty little secrets about myself I know the things that happen in dark or I know the things that I've done or I know like we have all but this are shame. they secrets though but are they yeah they're and still are play- they a big yeah. deal and they're like still playing in your hair in your head regardless right so it's either like okay like shut up like face it yeah like or let it go yeah Okay, so we're going to end it off with a little rapid fire. So what is your favorite food? Favorite food? Like pizza. Pizza? I love pizza. You already mentioned that yeah. like two or three times. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I love pizza. Okay, so what do you get on your pizza? Like your ultimate Just pizza? Just cheese and pepperoni. Just cheese and That's pepperoni? It? Yeah. Okay. Do you with like pepper thin- and like a little bit of Parmesan cheese. That's it. Do you do um, thin crust, thick crust? I do. I do like thin, thin crust. Yeah. Too. But I got to tell you, Costco pizza, I don't know what it is Slaps. about it, but it's so good. But when I'm in Highland Park, anybody that lives in LA in Highland Park, Filario's pizza, bomb. Really? Bomb, bomb, Why bomb. Why do I feel like I've heard of that before? Because we've been going there for years. Okay, You've maybe You've probably that's... been there and you don't even know it. Probably. Yeah, because we've gone there even like, you know, yeah. the primos. Yeah. Yeah. We've gone. Maybe. Yeah, for sure. I feel sure like someone you... was talking about it recently or something. Well, I think we were talking about it. Were we? Yeah, okay. I think so. At the Maybe show. It was us. Okay. Um, drink of choice. So I know you don't drink that much. Mm. So if you're going to, let's do two. So if you're going to a bar, what are you going to order 
from somebody who, I feel like everyone on my podcast doesn't drink very much. <laughs> but um, what are you going to order? Um, what comes to mind is like a mojito. Mojito? Mm-hmm. Something yeah. chill. Something chill. What about, what's your coffee order? Oh my Going gosh. to Starbucks. I'm so, okay. Starbucks? Yeah. Um, I like a venti skinny vanilla latte. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very basic. That's nice. Very chill. But Plain. I drink black coffee. Yeah, she had her black yeah black coffee today um okay so what is if you're going to the movies what type of candy do you bring you stop at a gas station before or you get it there i don't even like going to the movies is that we don't like going to the movies either (laughs) okay so you're watching a movie at home or like road trip candy okay i love chips okay you're more of a chips i'm a chip gal i don't like i'm not like big on candy or chocolate okay or sweets, but chips. Mm. Okay, what's your favorite chip? Okay, the green Doritos, which is the salsa verde. Oh, so good. Yuck. Yeah, but I, I hate that. flavored chips. Yeah. but that's just me. Yeah, those are good. Let's see, and hot Cheetos, of course. Would you put candy on your popcorn? I don't like popcorn. You what? No, you don't like. Popcorn. I think I might be allergic because, like, really? the few times that I've had popcorn, <laughs> I've gone sick. <laughs> I don't like popcorn. <laughs> um, okay. Learn something about me now. That's so funny. Okay, you are old enough for this question because I'm telling you, the last few people on my podcast are too young for this okay. question. So what? I'm was a you- little nervous now. <laughs> it's not that old. I'm okay. Old enough what is your What was your AOL screen name? Oh my gosh! Aim? Oh my gosh! Okay, my cousin is gonna laugh at me, Renee. Like we had like matching. <laughs> Us three cousins had like matching screen names. You, Luis? No, Renee, Beto, and I. Oh, okay. We had like matching screen names. Okay, so mine was, uh, I think, Sexy Steffi 420 or something <laughs> really ridiculous. 420s. You see where Renee gets this, you guys? <laughs> so Renee did not want to be on the podcast until 69, 420, uh, episode 50, something like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And his was, I'm going to put Renee on blast. Because he didn't remember his. Yeah. The other How day. could he not? Renee, uh, uh, microphone checkup. <laughs> Sexy listen. he bitch. What was it? Sexy he bitch. Sexy he bitch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Sexy he bitch. You should have texted me. Oh my God. I'm going to text him when we yeah. get done. I don't know why we had like the sexy like something. That is so I, I want to say our cousin Bethel was like, sexy burr or something like that too i'm yeah. oh my we were God. like that matching like oh my gosh that's ridiculous that is say hilarious. this out loud <laughs> <laughs> oh, asl we were in those chat rooms yeah anyway if you know you know if you know you know if you're too young i'm so sorry um if you were not doing what you do now as a social worker licensed clinical social worker um what would you be doing like a as career. a career hmm. that's a good question it's a hard one huh that's a really hard one um yeah i don't know probably just running my own business something related with like child development and integrating my daughter and like knowledge and you know sharing that knowledge yeah yeah, yeah that's i'm very one, huh? passionate about just like sharing knowledge and yeah so yeah probably a professor actually Mm, okay yeah i love i you know for a long time i want to be a professor and maybe that's in the cards maybe in the future that's true but yeah i'd love to be a professor yeah 
what's your best Amazon purchase that you've made this month? This month? Well, I buy a lot of books. Actually, okay. yes, the book that I bought. That you gave the me? The gift, yes. Okay, so I'll link that down below for you guys oh, too. Oh, so good, so good. I, I've gifted it to two people now because it's just a great read. It's about mindset. It's about really getting out of your own ways, like the best I can put it. Um, if you're really looking to have these like genuine, authentic, vulnerable, intimate connections with self, I strongly recommend this book because it talks about, you know, just how to go there. And can you tell us like how you were telling me that about yeah. the author? Yeah. Okay. So I, um, Edith e- uh, Ed- Ed- Edger or Edger. Ed- yeah. Something like that. Uh, have it forgive linked. me if, if I don't <laughs> remember her, her last name, but she was a survivor from the Holocaust and her story you know not only being a survivor you know from the holocaust um and just surviving just this horrible conditions of these concentration camps um her sharing her story but then you know surviving that starting her family getting married and pursuing her doctorate's degree was just phenomenal and she you know she got her her PhD in psychology and and the work that she does and and through this book and the work that she shares in this book it's just wow like you are just you're I was shaken just reading the intro um so it's it's a great read it's very it's a re- easy easy read sometimes you know, certain, certain authors can get very wordy mm-hmm. and kind of get lost in the translation of things but she's just like really clear and you know very it just feels like she's almost talking to you yeah it's just a great read so i can't wait to read it yeah, that's so been a, a great bu- uh, purchase thing i purchased that like three months ago and if you follow kathy heller uh kathy heller she had her on her podcast okay wait who's kathy heller because i don't think you told me so earlier. kathy heller's an, uh, another like podcaster okay and i just you know saw her like run into her social media through listening through to um boss lady or some other podcast um and yeah so she's phenomenal um i'm actually taking her course now on like nice. her podcast and she's so great like she's like talks about again like being authentic and creating authentic relationships and just kind of like what you're doing yeah. obviously love it connecting with your audience and just genuinely sharing you know and and creating a platform that's not just gonna you know educate you and tell you know oh i know this person and this other famous person mm-hmm. and they're coming on my show yeah that's great but what information are there sh- are they sharing mm-hmm. that's gonna empower you it's gonna take right. you to the next level so that's what drew, drew me to kathy heller and she has um or she had edith edgger i want to say that's her last name and her daughter oh. that follows in her same footsteps and it's just a phenomenal podcast so if you guys want to check that out before you purchase the book or you know I, w- I would say that that's a great place to start too this she's brilliant brilliant lady extremely intelligent and and just raw and authentic and and that's that's hard to get sometimes mm-hmm. like in, in social media for sure yeah. yeah you have to find that like connection with yeah. people yeah yeah well thank you for saying that too about the podcast too because i feel like um that's been a big thing for me to like overcome is like, oh, am I just like, should I be providing like tips? Should I be providing like this or that or whatever? And where does that, what does that final, like, what does that final product look like for me? And I think 
what I really have like tapped more into is like, you know, people are going to get the tips how they get the fucking tips, you know, like listening to this, they're going to get tips, right? I don't need to spell it out. Yeah. Like you sharing your story, people coming on and just elevating someone else's story. Mm -hmm. Like that's going to be the most moving and that's going to be the most powerful versus me saying like three more tips to stay confident this week at work. Like, you know, it's going to come out through the stories and people are going to take what they need and everybody has something to share. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's it, you know, because nobody wants to be fed a freaking, you know, here, do these things mm-hmm. and you'll be fine. And it's like, yeah, I could have read that right. off of Anywhere. somebody else's post. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Love that. I want to yeah. say thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for um, mm-hmm. getting honest with me and yeah. um, just sharing and yeah. opening up your world to us, sharing your mindset and everything that you've been through. Absolutely. And I love it. And um I feel like I'm like so happy that you're here. So I'll have Stephanie linked for you guys down below in yeah. the show notes. So you guys can find everything down there as well as like links to all favorites from previous podcasts. Yeah. Anything that you need, it's linked down below. You guys can follow yeah. her. She's inspirational online as well, just like she is here. So mm, um, thank, thank you, you again for coming. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And thank you for everybody that's like, listen, you guys can feel free to reach out to me. I'm on IG, Steph, double F. S-T-E-F-F underscore Lechuga. You can find me on there. And uh, yeah, I'm here to support you guys. And, you know, I little I can share or the much I can share, you know, we all go through it. And this is what I love about the podcast. And this is exactly the kind of places that I want to be involved in because everybody's talking about how great it is and how great they're doing, which is awesome, you know, but seldom do you hear like, yeah, and I was struggling and I didn't know how to get out of it and just went in a downward spiral. So mm-hmm. yeah, like this is life, you know, there's ups and there's downs and, you know, it's really up to you and you have the capacity to just really dig deep and, and just like pick yourself up because sometimes we want that pat in the back, that validation and that encouragement that, hey, you're doing a great job, but there's no one around, you know, and sometimes you just got to do that for yourself. And sometimes that's like the toughest thing. But when you do it for yourself, you can look back and say, I really did that. And I was able to overcome this difficult thing or this difficult time or this difficult obstacle. And I really needed some support. And I thought somebody was there for me and they weren't. So what happened? I showed up for myself and I showed up raw and I showed up powerfully and I showed up vulnerable and I had to drag myself through the mud. But I am here so and that's what it's all about yeah yes stephanie lechuga ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much absolutely um so i'll talk to you guys next week thank you guys so much for listening don't forget to rate and review and until yes. next week don't Thanks. forget to let your confidence shine Woohoo! yay keep shining queens <laughs>